Hey, everybody. Welcome to Middle School Ministry. How you guys doing? Some of you didn't tell me how you're doing. I want to know, how are you doing? I can hear you, but I can't hear anybody else. Are you guys having a good week? Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm having a good week. I'm excited to be with you. Give me your ears. For those of you I haven't met, If you can hear me clap once. For those of you I have not met, my name is Kevin. I'm glad to be with you. It's exciting that you're here at Westwood Community Church for Middle School Ministry. We can't imagine you being anywhere else, so we're glad that you decided to join us. I have a couple of announcements that I want to tell you about, and then I want to uh, help you transition right into our message. But a couple of things that I'm going to tell you about, here's what I want you to know. There is limited space for each of these next three events. And so it's really, really important that if you want to be a part of them, you go online and register as soon as you are able to, okay? Um, space is limited, so be sure to go online and register. The first one that I want to show you about is Midnight Madness. It's happening March 20th. So four of you are excited about it. Midnight Madness is a ton of fun. It, we are going to Sky Zone this year. How many of you have been to Sky Zone? All kinds of stuff for you to do there. So go online and register. Friends, listen up. This is a great event. If you have friends at school that you would love to invite to middle school ministry, but you're not quite sure how they would respond coming on a Wednesday night and sitting in here and singing songs, but you want them to be a part of what's happening on Wednesday night, invite them to Midnight Madness, sign them up, tell their parents they need to come. It's going to be fun, but they also get to interact with some of your friends, some of your leaders, and it's a great introduction to bring them on Wednesday night. So be sure to take advantage of that and do that. The next thing I want to tell you about is the missions experience. Space is limited. They're excited. You should be excited, too. Friends, this is a great, this is a great opportunity for you to learn what it looks like to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ wherever you are. You're going to go to Minneapolis, serve the community, be a part of what God is doing there, and make a difference. So I encourage you. Go online, register, and be a part of that. The last thing that I want to tell you about is eight, is there two? Am I, I'm, I lied. There's four things. I apologize. Eighth grade Colorado trip. Eighth graders, how many, if you're in eighth grade, raise your hand. Eighth graders, raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. Raise it high so I can see it. All right. If you are in eighth grade, in order to be able to go on the Colorado missions trip, if you can hear me clap once. In order to be able to go on the Colorado mission or the Colorado trip, you have to participate in upper room. Good news, if you haven't participated, a new semester is starting right around the corner. You can sign up, be a part of that, and still be a part of upper or the eighth grade trip. So go online, register for upper room, be a part of that. And come eligible for the Colorado trip, and you can register for that as well. Last thing, MSM, summer camp. I appreciate that. This, friends, 
may be the highlight of your summer if you decide to be a part of it. It will hopefully be a ton of fun, but also help you grow in your faith in new ways. So encourage you to sign up. Um, be a part of that. It's going to be a great time. You'll be in cabins. It'll be a ton of fun. You won't want to miss it. I think that's it. Did I, did I miss anything? I think I'm good. All right. Give me your ears real quick because I gotta, I gotta, we got to talk. We got to talk. Last week, last week, a couple of things. When we walked out of this room last week, there was a lot of garbage in the room. And so my encouragement to you is before you leave, not right now, before you leave to go to your small group, pick up your trash, throw it in the trash bins that are in the back of the room. Second thing is we saw as we walked around the building after Wednesday night, there were a lot of shoe prints on tables and chairs and things around our building. And so, listen, I think you're great. I want you to have a ton of fun. But. What that means for our staff is that then they have to go and clean all of those surfaces. So I want this place to be a ton of fun, but I want you also to respect the facilities that we have because God has given us great facilities that we get to enjoy. So don't stand on chairs. Don't stand on tables. Be respectful of those things. As you leave this place, don't leave jumping over the chairs and doing all that. Leave through the aisles. I believe you can do it. The last thing is this. Luke is going to come up here and continue or start a brand new series called Trending. And my encouragement to you is that I believe that this message is one that really, really, really is going to apply to your life. And I think it may be one of the most important things that we talk about here at Middle School Ministry. So, as he makes his way up here, I'm going to encourage you, put your phones in your pockets, uh, get all your wiggles out, set your feet, stay in your seat because you won't want to miss this message. You can roll the bumper. see everybody. My name is Lucas Williams. I am the new middle school ministry pastor and I am super excited. I've talked to some of you. I've very randomly interjected myself into conversations and just been really awkward with people. So um, excited to be continually awkward with you as we continue our relationship together. One side note before we get going, and this is, I shouldn't be saying this because we're tight on time already, but that Colorado trip, if you're an eighth grader, I, I've not gone to this one. I've done a similar trip at another church, but it is so life-changing and so amazing and so critical for you, not just the trip, but the, the spiritual formation that leads up to that through Upper Room. So 
If you think you're a cool eighth grader, you need to be in upper room, okay? Just saying. So today we're talking about trending, trends, okay? We all experience trends, okay? Of my 26 years on this planet, I've seen a lot of trends come and go, okay? I'm sure you even in the past couple years, since you've been aware of trends, you've probably seen some trends come and go. Some of these trends may look like this. I don't know if this is too... Um, do you guys remember planking? Was planking a thing? Yeah. Do you guys remember planking? Where you would just like find the most random spots to, to do a plank on? That looks really dangerous. Um, another one, I think it's out of style now, is dabbing. Is that still in style? Boom. Is, is dabbing still in style? I'm hearing, uh, I'm hearing a resounding no and then a couple yeses. Let me tell you, let's, let me encourage you to bring it back in style, okay? Um, another one, fidget spinners. Boo? Why I get boos in the crowd? Is that something worth booing over? I hate fidget spinners. They killed my family. I don't know. It's true. Uh, another, okay, don't, don't show the slide yet. This one, I, I, I did not see much, but I, yes, nostril extensions. That's a trend. It's a, it may be a small, fleeting trend. And then lastly, uh, male rompers, they just look ridiculous. If you are a male and you wear a romper, come talk to me. I'll... Pray for you. Okay. Shh. All right. Everybody take a deep breath in. Hold it. Let it out. Okay. Shh. All right. Like Kevin said, I, I think that this message as I prepare is something really important for you to hear, something very applicable in your lives because we just talked about some trends that have come and gone, but really there's something that uh, has been around for a long time, and that is anxiety. Everybody say anxiety. Okay? You don't, have to, you don't have to raise your hand if you experience anxiety. A lot of, a lot of the times, a lot of the times it's not even anxiety. Sometimes it's just stress, okay? Stress and anxiety are different. Stress is our, is our body's reaction to, to a certain event, uh, that's, that's coming up, our, our mind's reaction to a certain stressful event coming up, like a big game, okay, like a basketball game, football game, volleyball game. Uh, you could be stressed out because you're going to ask a girl or a boy out, and you're just like, Ugh. your palms are sweaty, mom's spaghetti, right? You're just nervous, okay? It could be for a big test coming up, okay? But stress can be, believe it or not, both negative and positive, because when you're stressed out, sometimes it makes you study more, right? You actually have to focus. You have to spend time studying for that test or getting ready for that, that football or basketball game. And uh, stress is short-term, okay? Because it's usually based off an event that's coming up, something that's going to end, okay? Anxiety, on the other hand, is overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. It's an overwhelming feeler, uh, uh, feeling of, of worry, of unease, of fear, right? Um, sometimes it, it, it goes even beyond, oftentimes it goes even beyond a, a certain event that's coming up. 
And it just is this all-consuming thing. And, and there's, there's nothing that really stops it. It's, it's, it's something you just can't shake off. It just is always around you. You can't even pinpoint why you're feeling anxious, why you have anxiety. You're just full of anxiety all the time. Okay? You guys ever feel that way? <laughs> anxiety. Anxiety can riddle us as Christians. It can, it can knock us out, okay? So what do we do about anxiety, okay? Because I'm sure you guys know, as middle schoolers, stress and anxiety is something you come in contact with all the time. You're, you're at an age where you're trying to figure out who you're going to be. You're trying to figure out what sports you, you want to play, what girls or boys you're going to date, right? Yeah, come on, come on, right? In this digital age, you're focused on getting followers. Shh. Focused on getting followers, on getting acceptance, on getting love, right? You guys all have your Instagram, TikTok. Anybody on Instagram or TikTok? Okay. Even though those are fun, good things, you know what those things cause? Cause anxiety. They cause stress because you're always focused on like, how many followers? Do I have more followers than Jill or Jan? Or da, da, da? I need to do something more extreme, right? We're always so focused on that. So what do we do? Shh. How do we handle stress? How do we handle anxiety, this riddling fear, this worry that we have that can sometimes permeate our entire lives, and, and let me tell you, that's not the way God calls us to live as Christians, okay? I find an example of this with King David. Everybody, sing King, everybody say King David. King David was king of the who? King David was, King David was king of the Israelites. He was an amazing guy. Um, he's a Christian baller is what I call him. He was described in the Bible as a man after God's own heart. Wouldn't that be amazing if someone said that about you? You're like, man, a person is just a man after God's own heart. He sought God no matter what. He, wasn't always, he didn't always make the right decisions, but through it all, he always just desired God's presence and wanted to know what steps he needed to take through God, okay? So we encounter David. He's a good king of the Israelites, but he's in a bad situation. He's in a pickle. Everybody say pickle. He's in a pickle. He... He is captured at this moment by the longtime rivals of the Israelites, the Philistines, okay? Everybody say, "Uh uh-oh. That is not good, okay? Because they, throughout the Old Testament, they've just had this ongoing feud, this ongoing battle with each other. They're always killing each other. It's it's bad. It's bad blood, okay? Like that Taylor Swift song? Uh, Bad blood. Okay. Believe it or not, Taylor Swift wrote that song about the Philistines and the Israelites. A little trivia for you. Okay. Okay. So David is being, he's captured by the Philistines, and he is worried. He thinks he's going to get killed, right? And in that moment, he's captured by the Philistines. Everything is is coming to a point right now, and he is scared. He doesn't know what's going to happen. But David does this thing. Okay, 
It's such a simple yet poignant thing in this moment. Okay. And yes, this moment may not be a moment of anxiety. It's, it's, a, it's an event. It's a moment of stress for David. But I think what he, how he reacts speaks so much into how we as Christians, as middle schoolers, should handle anxiety, okay? So David is captured. He's in trouble. He thinks he's going to get killed. And this is what he says. He says, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And it sounds anticlimactic. You're like, oh, you should have just chopped everybody's heads off and did something crazy. But no, in that moment, David could have done a lot of things. He could have said, hey, this, this is on me to get me out of this situation. I have to handle it all on my own. But what does he do? He says, no, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Because David knows, King David knows, no matter what he's going through, God's going to get him through. Okay? And he trusts in God. He trusts in God. And you may say, hey, Luke, calm down, dude. I know you're new to the scene, but you don't really know me that well. I would not describe myself as a, as a man or a woman after God's own heart. Sure, I'm a Christian. Sure, I come to youth group. But, man, you don't know the, the junk I do. You don't know the, the sins I, I make. You don't know the words I say at school. You don't know the friends I hang out with. You don't know what I do in my bedroom. Okay? Luke, you don't know half the baggage of my life. I would not classify myself as a man or woman after God's own heart. But do you know what? It doesn't matter. If said, the Bible says if you are a Christian, right, if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, right, that you believe he died for your sins, not just of uh, tomorrow, okay, but of your past, of today, and the future, you believe that he died and rose again from the grave. He said, the Bible says that God will forever be for you. God is for you. In fact, Romans 8, 31 through 32 is an amazing verse. Do we have that? It says, what then shall we say in response to all these things? In other words, what should we say in response to stress, to anxiety, to sin, to trouble, to worry, to to girlfriends, to boyfriends, to divorce, to brokenness? What shall we say to those things? Here's what what we should say. He says, if God is for us, everybody say, who could be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him us gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? In other words, man, if if God sent his own son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us, to what he's, there's nothing that he won't go to, to make sure that you know that he is for you. Make sure that no matter what situation you're in, that he delivers you out of it. Okay? God is for us. And that's the most amazing thing we could ever hear. And that means when we are in a situation of anxiety that we say, God, I'm just praying that, God, you just deliver me out. This is so hard. And I'm going to put my trust in you. I don't understand what I'm going through right now. 
but I know I'm going to take my focus off of what I'm going through. I'm just going to put my focus on you, God, because you are the God who is for me. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that God is for you? I wonder if you did, what would that do for your life? What would that do for your sins? What would that do for your stress and your anxiety? And no, sometimes it doesn't fix those things. Sometimes God does not deliver us out of something horrible. But do you know what through it all? We're called to trust in him. That's amazing. That is amazing because God loves us so much. So God is for us, okay? And that's the first part. But God, you know what? God also gives us tools to handle our anxiety. You guys have a toolbox at home? I'm sure you don't literally have it. You guys know what a toolbox is, right? You got a toolbox here. So there's different things. In the to- oh, that's an apple. That's a beanie baby. Okay, so we got some different tools. Tools. Sometimes you use a tool for one thing uh, to fix a pipe. Sometimes you may need a bunch of different tools. Uh, if you're building a deck, right, you need a bunch of different tools. Probably not these. Probably hammer. Probably this. But you need a bunch of different tools to fix those things, Okay. And that's also what God provides us with our stress, with our anxiety. Not only does he give us his love, his grace, the gospel, right? But he also gives us other things. And do you know what? Do you know what? You are also a tool. Everybody say, I am a tool. I knew it. I knew you guys were tools. Okay? You are also a tool because guess what? Shh, shh. Guess what? Probably, even if you're going through anxiety, guess what? Your friends are also probably going through experiencing anxiety, experiencing stress. And God wants to use you as a tool to help liberate someone from their stress. And how can you do that? First is be someone that someone can trust. Okay? Go up to someone and say, hey, do you know what? I'm your friend, and you could literally tell me anything. Okay, because I love you no matter what, and I want to help you through it. You can trust me. I, you can tell me anything. I'm not going to tell a single soul. And you can also do it through listening more. There we go. Listening more, right? What does that mean? It means putting your phone away. It means sitting down, having eye contact with someone, right? Saying, hey, let's have a conversation. Listen more than you talk. Say, hey, tell me about what you're going through, and, and just be there for them. Listen to them. Love them. Put your phone away. Look in their, into their eyes. Just listen, listen, listen. Don't, don't wait in your head and formulate a response to what they're going to say. Just listen to them. You can also do it through not fixing it. I've learned this through being married. Sometimes people don't need their problems fixed. They just need to be listened to. Okay? So when someone comes to you and starts talking to you, They'll be like, all right, here's A, B, and C, and D, and here's how you can fix it. Just say, man, that really sucks what you're going through. I know sucks is kind of a bad word, but sometimes it just, that's what people need to hear. Okay? So don't try to fix it. Just listen to them and be there for them. And celebrate their success, man. Man, when someone gets over their stressful time or their anxiety, man, they're like, hey, let's go out and party with ice cream. Okay, let's go have fun, right? Let's go out and party. Let's celebrate. Come over to my house. We'll play video games. We'll play 
Forkcraft, right? That's what it's called. Um, and then also, lastly, encourage them to talk to an adult. Okay? You guys are surrounded by God-loving, incredible adults right now, okay, who desperately want you to know that they're there for you. I, I've met uh, some of them over the past couple of weeks, and they are amazing people. And they want you to know that they're there for you. So maybe a, a, a situation your friend gets out of hand, you're like, I don't know what to do. Point them to your small group leader. Point them to your mom or dad or someone in your life, that, that spiritual leader. They'd love to help you out through that. Okay, and if you're experiencing anxiety, there's other tools for you as well. First off, identifying your feelings. Man, what are you going through? I know sometimes it's hard, especially with anxiety. You're like, I don't know why I feel anxious, but try to find the root of your problem. Maybe it's, maybe it's a relationship at home. Maybe it's a relationship you're, you're with at school. Maybe it's a sin. If, if you try and find where your feelings of stress or anxiety or hurt are coming from, it, it helps you so much. Focus on trusting God. Guys, this is huge. Let me ask you a question. Is it easy to trust God? It's not easy sometimes. We're human beings. We don't understand God's whole picture of things. And so sometimes we just really struggle with that. But we can do that through, through reading the Bible, getting into a regular pattern of doing that, praying. How hard is it to pray? It's really hard to pray, right, guys? I, I try to pray in the morning, and this is me praying in the morning. Right? It's hard to pray. Sometimes you, it, but you know what? Through talking to God, just like with, through talking with a friend, the only way you can grow in your relationship with your friend is through talking with them. The only way you can grow in your relationship with God to trust God more is through reading his word, his love letter to you. And that is so huge in your life as you, as you spiritually develop, as you try to get out of these stressful things, out of this, these patterns of anxiety. And then lastly, seek out the other tools that God gives us, like your other friends, okay, who want to be there for you, who want, who want to be trustworthy friends, who want to listen to you, okay, other adults, exercise, rest. Guess what, man? Maybe if you, like, went to bed early and got a good night of sleep, right, the wonders that would do for your emotions the next day, it's pretty wild, okay? Go to bed. Get off your phone. What would that look like if you got off your phone? You say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to delete these apps, okay? I'm just going to, hey, I'm going to take a week off. I'm just going to take a week off, and I'm going to focus on, I'm going to focus on my relationship with God. I'm going to focus on hanging out with people. I'm going to focus on reading the Bible. Man, what would that do for your faith and your anxiety if you just took a break from Facebook? Oh, kids don't use Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's clap for that, right? Woo! If you, if you took a break from Facebook, you guys don't use Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, okay, I guarantee you, I actually challenge you, well, my challenge for you guys this week is to take a day off, take a week off, take three days off of an app that you use the most and see what that does for your stress, for your anxiety, and for your relationship with God. So there's just a couple of tools that God has given you to overcome anxiety and stress, and they're beautiful tools. But the most beautiful is that God loves you. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you 2,000 years ago. And if you understood just 
a tiny bit of that crazy love that God has for you, it would radically change the rest of your life. It would radically change the way you view problems, the way you view relationships, the way you view yourself. So my prayer for you as you try to overcome high school and junior high, as you go forward in your life, to be centered, to be rooted in Christ and his word. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your love. And that, God, you are for us. And that is just the most amazing thing that we could ever understand. And I pray as these teens go out of here, uh, as they go into small groups, that you bless this conversation. And you would help us create steps that we can take in order to to get out of anxiety, to, to overcome stress, and to be more focused ultimately not on the situations that we're in, but, but on you, Lord. In your name we pray. Everybody said? Yeah. All right, have a good small group.